the NFL Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $100 at WinBet and get a $100 free bet. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Welcome everyone to the NFL Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Wednesday evening, currently 8.15 on the East Coast. You heard it right, the NFL Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Listen, uh, this has been something that the bosses have been stirring up, Sean and Ryan, over the past couple months. They gave me kind of the green light to do the behind-the-scenes work, and I've been working at this over the past couple months here with with Kramer and and with uh, Sean to get this off the ground and get it ready for the season. So I'm 100% excited about the NFL Gambling Podcast being on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It's going to be a lot of fun this season. Hopefully we're going to be able to crush the NFL season. And like I've mentioned, it's going to have a lot of SGPN contributors as hosts and co-hosts on the uh, NFL Gambling Podcast Network. Voices that you've heard before, uh, new voices as well, and it's going to be a lot of fun. So just another podcast for me to add. I promise I won't be on it every single day, so you won't get – I know some of you are probably already tired of hearing my voice with the three pods I already do, but let me first bring in the first co-host of mine for the NFL Gambling Podcast. You also know him from the MLB Gambling Podcast. It's my main man on the East Coast. It's Dylan Rockford. Dylan, the NFL Gambling Podcast, buddy. How you feeling, my man? Oh, I'm feeling great. I'm feeling great. Good to be with you, Moonoff. Uh, yeah, excited to talk some football and give uh, our listeners some winners. Uh, we're previewing the AFC South. I'm just excited. Uh, preseason already started with the Hall of Fame game. We got preseason games starting tomorrow. It's right around the corner, so I'm excited. Yeah, we're about, what, I think a month away, a little less than a month away from the first game of the NFL season kicking off on Thursday night between the Buffalo Bills and the Los Angeles Rams. But like Dylan mentioned, we're going to be doing about, uh, we're going to be doing division previews for every single one of the divisions in the NFL. We're going to release about two per week leading up to the season. We'll have a schedule every single day during the regular season covering something happening in the NFL whether that's dealing with line movements, um, anything betting content related, contest picks. If you're in a Survivor League or the Circa Millions contest or the Super Contest, we're going to cover everything for the uh, NFL on the NFL Gambling Podcast. But uh, Dylan, yeah, like Dylan mentioned, we're going to talk about the AFC South here tonight. Uh, It's going to be a lot of fun. So I'm definitely, definitely excited. And a shout out to our bosses, Sean and uh, and Sean and Ryan for giving us uh, the green light to uh, do the NFL Gambling Podcast. They're still going to have their show, obviously, on the Mothership on Sports Gambling Podcast. But this is something that the SGPN contributors in the uh, network are going to be able to contribute to talking about the NFL. So if you're not subscribed, which you probably aren't yet, make sure to subscribe to the NFL Gambling Podcast. We're still working through some stuff. We're going to have um, a Twitter account going. We'll have a YouTube channel, um, and we've launched the feed both on Spotify and Apple. So make sure to subscribe there to get all the episodes. But I am excited 100%. Dylan, AFC South, uh, let's just get into it, man. So we're going to do the division previews. We'll spend about 10 to 15 minutes on each team. Try to keep these pods within about 45 to 60 minutes. As usual, give a best bet at the end, whether it's a regular season win total, a division, um, division bet, uh, whether it's a player prop, anything that we do like as a best bet. And we're going to keep track of it uh, for the season as we progress through the NFL season. So, Dylan, uh, let's get into the AFC South. Last season, uh, the Tennessee Titans ended up winning this division with a record of 12-5. and five. They ended up as the number one seed in the AFC. But let's start with the Houston Texans. I'll start with my hometown team, he, team here. There was not a lot of great expectations for this team coming out of um, everything that kind of happened with the whole Deshaun Watson situation last year and, and, you know, the owner passing away and passing the, you know, the ownership over to his son. 
Um, it was just a year where we knew that the team was not going to be good. Like we expected to have a top three, top five pick, which we did have this year in the NFL draft. We had the number three pick, ended up with one of the worst records. But now the Houston Texans, now that Deshaun Watson, the elephant is out of the room, traded over to the Cleveland Browns. Uh, they're still waiting for the suspension to come down for him. I know right now it's at six games. The NFL appealed it. Not a problem for the Houston Texans anymore. There's a new quarterback at the helm. We have a new head coach as well in Lovey Smith. Um, let's start with the regular season win total here. Right now, the Texans are at four and a half. Uh, we can go through the roster here, but what is your overall thoughts about this team, the Houston Texans, coming into this 2022-2023 season? Yeah, last season, like you mentioned, rough season, 4-13. and 13. They went under their win total, but... You mentioned they have a new quarterback, Davis Mills, uh, and I thought he looked pretty good. The last seven games, he had the highest QBR going down the stretch of the season. So they're looking to build off of that. Uh, I thought they had a really good draft getting Singletary Jr. to really help that secondary. They uh, drafted a pretty good offensive guard from AM, who they're really high on as well. They picked up a running back, Marlon Mack, from Indianapolis to help their run game. And now we just got to see if Lovey Smith is the guy. I, I'll ask you, do you think how what are your hopes for Lovey Smith? I already we know he's already been in the NFL one time yeah. coming, going to college and now coming back. Do you think he lost a little mojo? Um, I, the, the one I think going back to the offseason, Dylan, about this Texans team is that, you know, they were in the conversation or interviewing the big, sexy names of of, you know, the young, hot, you know, guys that are coming up, you know, out of the Sean McVay trees, out of the mm -hmm. Kyle Shanahan trees. And I think that's what, you know, fans here were hoping for. Uh, I know they had David Cully last year, wasn't which was an absolute disaster. But, yeah. you know, last season they just dealt with so much, you know, like I mentioned with the Watson situation and, and changing over ownership and, and things like that. And I, I think when they hired Lovey Smith, it really came out of left field for Texans fans because, like I said, that they were expecting it to be one of those young guys. But – it really became conversation that there was a disconnect between the front office and players. And that's what kind of led to Deshaun Watson requesting the trade from the Texans. I'm not going to get into the civil suit stuff because yeah. it, it's been talked about too much, but just talking about football here, Dylan, there were, there's, there was something that needed to be done to regain the trust of players and the front office. And when Lovey Smith was initially uh, hired by the Houston Texans or promoted from the DC position to the head coaching positions, players were excited about it. Like yeah. they, this is a coach that uh, the players want to play for. They want to rally around. Um, so he's still going to be calling the defensive uh, plays for this teams. The one thing that I was really excited for this Texan team, uh, Dylan was the offensive coordinator, Pep Hamilton, who previously was the Houston uh, Texans passing game coordinator and the quarterback's coach. Now he's actually going to be the offensive coordinator oh, wow. for this Texans team. So that's something that I'm really excited about and seeing how he uh, really works with Davis Mills, not only in training cabinet preseason, but because you mentioned it last season, Davis Mills was one of the you know good surprises, at least for this Texans yeah. team and even among rookie quarterbacks. Yeah, absolutely. And going back to Lovey Smith real quick, I – Going back from his Chicago days to Tampa and then going to Illinois for a little bit, mm -hmm. the players love him. He, he's a player's guy, and I, and I think that's what the organization needed right now, getting away from the other guy and getting away from that disconnect and trying to build a culture down in Houston. So I, we got to see. He is 89 and 87 overall in his NFL career. So mm -hmm. it's a little above 500 uh, head coach. So we'll see. As for the win total that you mentioned – it's at four and a half, minus 110 both ways. I would go over before I went under. This team really improved, especially on defense. Uh, they they have a pretty tough schedule, but there are some winnable games. Uh, there are about four to five games that I see that they could win. I, I'm looking at the schedule right now. I think, I think opening at Indianapolis could be hard. Then you're at Denver. I think they could beat Chicago. Um, Chargers, I think they lose that. Uh, then they're at Jacksonville. I think they could beat Jacksonville. I think they could beat the Giants. I think they're fraudulent, the Giants. Um, and then I think I think they could sweep Jacksonville. I think – and then there are always one or two games that, you know, like Jacksonville, they beat the Bills last year, you know. So there are games that just 
slip up. So I, I would go over four and a half wins for the Houston Texans. Yeah, I mean, kind of going back to last year, um, they actually beat the Chargers last year. Um, and that's what really kind of kept them out of the playoffs last year um, for the last uh, so for the Chargers. They came in to Houston in week, week 16, the day after Christmas, and the Texans actually beat them in that game, 41 to 29. Oh, wow. and kind of crushed their hopes of making uh, making the playoffs. But um, yeah, you mentioned that with this Texans team is that they do have the fifth, the most difficult schedule uh, in the uh, National Football League this season. But from a roster perspective, you're right. I think there was a lot of upgrades that needed to be made both on the offensive defensive uh, side. And I think they, they started to do that with, uh, especially on the defensive side of the football. Like you mentioned, they drafted uh, Derek Stingley Jr. Third overall, who's going to be, I think he's going to be a great, uh, you know, uh, shutdown corner that the Texans really needed. Offensively is what I really want to see improvements. I know they drafted John Mechie in the second round, but um or I'm sorry, in the yeah the second round, but he's going to be out with a medical condition that he is dealing with. Hopefully, he's able to come back, um, you know, sooner rather than later. But the or really issues that Texans really did have, uh, Dylan, was that, and and this is uh, referencing Warren Sharp because he just puts up great great information. Last season, they were 32nd in early down efficiency, 31st in offensive efficiency, 32nd in rushing efficiency, and 29th in passing efficiency. So. Bottom of the barrel in almost all of the all the categories on the offensive side of the football. So you know Davis Mills, I think, is going to take another another step here for the Houston Texans. All the things that I've been reading from training camp is that he's looked really really good for this Texans team, and they did add receivers, right? I think they're really high on Nico Collins coming into mm-hmm. his second year for the Houston Texans. They added Marlon back. The one player, and Sean has been really on my ass about this, is that. And that's probably for uh, fantasy purposes. Is Damian Pierce out of Florida, who I think we're excited about as well, because the running game right now is going to be led by Marlon Mack and Rex Burkhead. And if he does impress, does Damian Pierce in training camp and in preseason, there could be a there could be a real possibility that he starts to see majority of the uh, rush attempts and the workload in the back uh, in the back uh, backfield for the Houston Texans, but. I'm really excited to see what Davis Mills can do for this Texans team. But, you know, as far as the win total, we talk about here four and a half. When I was on with Sean and Ryan on on, when they were doing their uh, previews for the Houston Texans, I had them going five and 12. I think they can get over this four and a half number uh, for for their win total. And you mentioned it right last season uh, in week one, they beat Jacksonville on their on their home field. Now they have the Indianapolis Colts coming in as an eight point favorite uh on in nrg stadium so i there is a possibility that they can be in that game but like you said there are some winnable games on their schedule especially in this division where it's just not Mm. it's not a very strong division it is one of the worst in the national football league i won't lie about that dylan but um yeah what else kind of uh interests you or doesn't interest you about this texans team yeah so i wasn't gonna throw any coin on uh them to win the division at plus 2500 uh them to make the playoffs probably not i think they're maybe two years away three years uh, I do like a player prop, though. It, I, I'll save it for my best bet of the night, one, okay. of, one of them. But I have another player prop. Davis Mills, over 20 and a half passing touchdowns. Yeah. It was at minus 112, and I, and I think that's good value. He played 13 games last season and had 16. Like I said, his last seven games, he was one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Uh, he played really good, and, and I think it's going to carry into this season. If he could stay healthy and play 16, 17 games, I think he'll be able to get over this number. So uh, I'm also going to go over his passing a passing uh, yards, 3,450. I know it might be a big jump, but I, I just believe in Davis Mills. And with Brandon Cook, like you said, they're high on Nico. I think there are some, some weapons on the outside. So I, I'll go over both props for Davis Mills. Yeah, I also did like Davis Mills over on his passing yards as well. I mean, you mentioned he started 11 games last season for the Houston Texans, and he had 2,664 passing yards. 16 passing touchdowns, 10 interceptions. Um, but if he did play a full season, um, if he played, you know, let's just say he played 16 games and maybe missed one game during the regular season, he would have surpassed that number, you know, fairly easily. He only needed about 1,100 more yards uh, to mm-hmm. get over or less than that to get over that projection that the books do have for Davis Mills. So I'm excited about Davis Mills this season. You also mentioned Brandon Cooks. I'm excited about him as well. 
This guy's an automatic uh thousand yard rusher or sorry, uh receiver for the Texans and throughout his career, right? For the first two seasons that he's been with the Houston Texans, he's gone over this number. And right now, uh it's at 950 and a half for Brandon Cook. So I really do like that for uh Brandon Cooks to get over this number. I mean, this guy, he's a target machine. Last two seasons for the Texans, 119 targets um and 134 last season and i think that you know davis Mills' progression is going to get only better and i think that he'll have that more that chemistry uh more developed with brandon cooks and davis mills uh, going into this season you know health is sometimes a concern for brandon cooks but i think that he'll be able to stay healthy uh for this season uh what anything else for the texans here before we get to the next team no, that's about it. That's all I really felt really confident about was the over the win total and the two Davis Mills props. All right. Let's get over to – before we get over to the next team, let me tell you guys about our presenting sponsor, WinBet. Thinking about joining WinBet, now is the perfect time. New customers who bet $100 get $100 in free bets. And if you're betting baseball, you have to check out WinBet. Their reduced juice in baseball games makes them the best place to bet MLB. Plus, the WinBet Casino is always open 24 hours a day where you can get 100% deposit bonus up to $1,000. There's so much to choose from. All you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet so they know that we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change, terms, and conditions at WinBet.com. Must be 21 years or older and present in a state where playthrough WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call one 800 522-4700. We're also brought to you by Odds Trader. What is Odds Trader? Odds Trader is a place to compare odds from all major sports books. You can also compare the different sign-up codes and promotions from sports books and get the best deal. The app it also provides player statistics, key game stats, injury reports, and projected game day weather for betters to make the most informed bets possible. It also has a bet tracker so betters can keep records of all your games and all the betting activity that you do. So all you got to do is go to oddstrader.com slash bluewire. That's oddstrader.com slash bluewire. Oddstrader, the number one site for all your game day bets. All right, Dylan, let's get over to the next team in this division, and it's going to be – let's go with the Indianapolis uh, Colts. Uh, Colts uh, are the division favorites in this AFC South. They are the last number I saw over on win bet. They were a minus 125 favorite. Um Coming into the season, their win total right now is posted, I believe, at either nine and a half or ten, depending on the book. I know win bet right now has it at. Uh, let me double check the number. I believe it is at ten uh, for the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, yeah. So you know, th- depending on the book, you know, if you're able to find a nine and a half, or if you feel that this team is gonna, you know, get over it at plus money at that ten number, uh, you can go ahead and bet that. Last season, Dylan. Uh, the Indianapolis Colts ended up at a record of, I believe it was nine and eight, where they just missed the playoffs. They lost that last game during the regular season to the Jacksonville Jaguars, which would have got them into the into the playoffs. Uh, but this has been a team, Dylan, that has been on a quarterback carousel ever since you know Andrew Luck retired. They've gone from Jacoby Brissett. Uh, to Phillip Rivers last season with Carson Wentz. And now they made the trade with the uh, Atlanta Colts to bring in maybe some stability for at least, you know, maybe another couple of years with Matt Ryan. But I think this is the one area I think personally, I think that is a significant upgrade at that quarterback position. But um, if you have any thoughts about last year with this Colts team and then kind of, you know, looking uh, at this win total and then the roster breakdown here for the Indianapolis Colts. Yeah, like you mentioned, I'll start with the most disappointing loss of the season to the Jags. While the Jag fans were wearing clown faces <laughs> to the game, it was very disappointing. But like you said, nine and eight. But in the offseason, they got their guy. I, I think. I think getting rid of Commander Carson Wentz and bringing in Matty Ice really adds a veteranship and leadership that they never really had with others. You know, Philip Rivers was a good, and he'll probably be a Hall of Famer, but Matt Ryan has won an MVP. He's gone to the uh, Super Bowl. It, it, there's levels. We always say that in every sports, and I think Matt that was the one 
piece that they were missing. They have a great offensive line. Their defense is stout. They have a running, a young running back who's turning into a star. That's what they needed. And they couldn't afford the turnovers like Carson Wentz was doing. So, and they also brought in a, a really stud cornerback as well, Stephon Gilmore from the Panthers. So I think yeah. that helps their secondary as well. Um, they had a decent draft, I thought. They brought in some help on the offense, getting a wide receiver and some offensive linemen. But as for their win total, it was very tricky. I, I saw it at nine and a half, but if it did go up to 10, I don't know. It's going to come down to me how how well Matt Ryan is playing. And their tough games are on the road this season. I went back and forth with their win total. And every time I went through it, I either counted nine or 10 wins. So it was really nothing official for me. I, I probably would stay away. But if I were to make a play, I would lean over before I lean under, just because I think they got a little better on offense. And their defense was already a top five defense. And then they go out, like I said, and get Stefan Gilmore, which really helps. So I think bringing in Matty Ice and that leadership, I, I think it gets them over the hump. So I would lean over before I lean under. Yeah, and like you mentioned, they did pick up, uh, you know, Stephon Gilmore uh, in that secondary. But they also, I believe, they traded for uh, or brought, yeah, brought in Yannick uh, Yannick Ngakwe on the edge, uh, opposite of Shaquille uh, Leonard. Now, not not uh, not Darius Leonard anymore, Shaquille Leonard um, for this uh, Colts defense. And you know, like you mentioned, I, I think that for me. When I really talk about the Colts, is that that I think that we're kind of really discounting the overall upgrade from Carson Wentz to Matt Ryan. And early on, when when they had voluntary uh, training camp or workouts, there was reports from receivers coming out that they over the past couple of seasons that they hadn't they they. The ball, the the accuracy of the ball and the timing that the the football that was coming into their chest and on plays wasn't there over the past two years. And when you bring in a quarterback like Matt Ryan, I think this offense is going to take a, a huge step forward. You have, I mean, Jonathan Taylor in that backfield and that I think that's only going to help Matt Ryan because in Atlanta, he really didn't have that running game over the past couple of seasons. I know, you know, a couple of seasons ago, they had, you know, Todd Gurley and they tried some things out and Devontae Freeman and those type of running backs. But when you have a guy that led the league last year in rushing yards, I think that's going to take a lot of pressure off of Matt Ryan having to be that guy every single game and every single, you know, quarter and every play. And there was a lot of times last year, Dylan, that Atlanta was playing from behind and it was all on the shoulders of Matty Ice to get this team a victory or, or you know, get go ahead. But I think when you have a coach like Frank Reich, you have a some stability at that, you know, quarterback position now with Matt Ryan. You have Jonathan Taylor. The one the one skill position group that does kind of give me some concern is that wide receiver wide receiver position. I know they have Michael Pittman. Uh I've heard great thing about Paris Campbell in training camp. They also have a rookie as well in that wide receiving uh group. So it's gonna be interesting to see. I'm really high on this defense. Like you mentioned, uh, with Stephon Gilmore and their front seven, I think that's something really to be excited for. Let's also not uh, forget they do have DeForest Buckner in that defensive line for this team as well. So I am high on this team. I do think that they win this division. Dylan, they also do have the third easiest schedule uh, in the NFL this season. They have games within not only within their own division, but they're, they face the AFC West. Okay, that's going to be tough, but they face the NFC East this year. You know, we have games against the Cowboys, the Giants, the Eagles, and the Commanders. But there are three other games in uh, other divisions. They face the New England Patriots, the Pittsburgh Steelers, and the Minnesota uh, Vikings. I think those are three games I think went out on all three of those games. What do you think about those three opponents, the Patriots, Steelers, and the Vikings? Yeah, I've heard regression actually in uh... – Matt Jones doesn't look that good in camp so far. And granted, it's only a few weeks in. So I definitely think they could beat New England. Uh, Las Vegas, I'm actually really high on. And it's at Las Vegas. So weary about that. I think at Denver is a tough game as well. But I, I think they, like you said, I have them to win the division as well. So I have them beating Tennessee. I think regression is coming from Tennessee. We'll get to them in a little bit. But yeah, like you said, I'm going to take them to win the division. I think they have the better defense. I think they have the better coach. 
Yeah. Uh, even though Vrabel did win coach of the year a couple years back, I think they had the better quarterback. And Jonathan Taylor, I know it's his only second or his third year, but he's not far off from King Henry. So yeah. I, King Henry has been dealing with a lot of injuries of late. So I, I think they'll clean up the mistakes that they made last year. And I think they're going to turn the ship around. So I'm going to take the Colts to win the division as well. Obviously, then I have them making the playoffs. Um, as for player props, I stayed yeah. away from Matty Ice's passing touchdowns at 24 and a half. It seemed a little high for me, especially with the uncertainty of the wide receiver core. But one uh, player prop that I did like was uh, Jonathan Taylor over his rushing yards, 1,350. Okay. It just was really confusing about this. Uh, I'm going to hammer the over. He rushed for 1,811 yards last year, and it was his first year that going over. But in, in his first year, he only played 15 games. And he, he got 1,100. So with, with the offensive line, top five, if they're able to stay healthy, I think he'll he'll be able to make that second jump again. And I expect him to go over this number. So I'm going to go over 1,350 and a half rushing Yeah, Colts have the top 10 rated offensive line, according to Warren Sharp. They have the number two running back group, obviously led by uh, Jonathan Taylor. The one player that I was really interested in, and looking at his receiving yards was going to be Michael Pittman because, again, he hasn't had that quarterback. That number one has been accurate and consistent, and now that you kind of get that with Matty Ice, barring health, I think that this might be a season where Michael Pittman can get over the 1,000-yard threshold uh, coming into the year, and I kind of want to see what he's done over his past two seasons as far as um, you know receiving yards. Rookie year, he only played eight games. Uh, he had 503 receiving yards, but last season with Carson Wentz, he had 1,082 receiving yards, 88 receptions on 129 targets. And now you bring in a guy like uh, Matty Ice. Right now, I'm seeing his number at 1,025 and a half for Michael Pittman Jr. So I think that he can get over this number uh, for the Indianapolis Colts. So I do like the over on their win total. Uh, right now, WinBet does have it at 10. I think this this is a team that's probably going to be within – I think they can get double digits for sure. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they do get to 11 and 6. And um, we both like uh, Dylan here for them to win this division in the AFC South. Um, and Dylan likes uh, Matty Ice's under on his uh, passing touchdowns. And I like the over on his uh, – on. I'm sorry, uh, Michael Pittman Jr.'s receiving yards, and also Dylan likes Jonathan Taylor, JT, to go over his uh, rushing yards for this season. What else you got for us, Dylan? Yeah, no, real quick, you you mentioned I, I do like the over as well from Michael Pittman Jr.'s receiving yards. It seemed okay. low, and he, he was able to surpass this number with Carson Wentz. So you upgrade the position at quarterback. I, he's a true number one now. Yeah. And you mentioned Paris Campbell before. We have yet to see what that guy's really capable of. He, sure. He's been injured on and off the field. And I think if he could stay healthy in that slot position, it's going to take some distraction away from Pittman Jr. So, yeah, I do like the over as that for that uh, receiving yards as well. Yeah, it kind of goes back to the conversation we had when we we're starting. Um, you know, we're talking about the coaches that they just have had in, you know, no consistency at that quarterback position where it's been a different quarterback every single every single year from you know Carson Wentz, Philip Rivers, Jacoby Brissett, and those type of players. So now that hopefully Matty Ice is here for at least two, three years or whatever is left on his career, um, that he's able to, you know, just just find some consistency, get this team into the playoffs and see what what they can do uh from that point. Before we get over to the Jacksonville Jaguars, let me tell you guys about Run Your Pool, the newest sponsor on the SGPN network. Run Your Pool is home of competition, bringing sports fans and their social circles together to compete, connect, and make every game matter more. Run Your Pool offers every game type, every game type under the sun from Pick'em and Survivor to Fantasy Pools. It's a one-stop shop for sports gaming with customizable features that you don't get anywhere else. We've teamed up with Run Your Pool to host a pool for our official SGPN NFL Survivor Contest. It's free to enter, and some amazing prizes will be announced soon. Hop in to reserve your spot. All you got to do is go over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash survivor. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash survivor. We're also brought to you by Sleeper. Sleeper is the fastest-growing fantasy platform today with millions of players. You probably already have a fantasy league on there, and I use it for mine. 
They just passed 4 million users, and now you could win on Sleeper by playing their new over-under game. First, in any sport, choose two or more players that you like and pick the over-under. If you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from two times to over 20 times the money you put in. With the NFL season right around the corner, Sleeper is a first sports contest game built into the fantasy experience. The main reason I'm excited about over-under on Sleeper is that's the only app where I can join my buddies' contest and play together. It's got a built-in group chat where I can see and copy my friend's picks with a tap of a button. It's insanely fun to ride it out together. Stop what you're doing and download Sleeper now to play their new over-under game. Have fun with your friends and make some money. On your mobile phone, Go join our listener group on Sleeper at sleeper.com SGP, and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. Again, go to sleeper.com SGP, and you'll get a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's use for details. All right, Dylan, the next team on this division is going to be the Jacksonville Jaguars. Last season, this team was the talk of the NFL, and it's not because of their performance on the field, but what was kind of going on with this coaching staff with uh, Urban Meyer last season. They drafted uh, Trevor Lawrence overall uh, in the in last year's draft. Uh, he's supposed to be the quarterback of their future. This team ended up going 3-14 and 14 last year. We had the whole drama with Urban Meyer. Eventually, they did end up uh, firing him. Now they brought in an adult in the room, Doug Peterson, who is going to be tasked to grooming and getting the most out of Trevor Lawrence. They made some splashes uh, in the offseason. You know, they they got Christian Kirk. I know that there was some news about an injury that he came out with in uh, training camp uh, as of today. But uh, their win total for this season is at actually six and a half. Uh, for this upcoming season uh, looking at their strength of schedule they do have the 12th easiest schedule coming into this season but dylan looking at this jacksonville jaguars team what are you kind of looking at for from this season into this uh this coming year yeah so you you guys don't see right now because we're not live but i do have i'm an ohio state fan so i do have a bunch of memorabilia and i can't and i and i've always been a proponent of urban Meyer. i thought he was a great coach but you just can't condone the behavior and just what he was doing in jacksonville he was acting like a child and he needed to be fired kicking players taking his uh taking his own plane out it, it was just unacceptable, but I'm glad he got out. And now they bring in a Super Bowl winning coach and Doug Peterson. So I, I think that's a big upgrade. Uh, some key additions, like you mentioned, they did bring in Christian Kirk. Uh, wide receiver Zay Jones, who's very underrated, I think. Uh, tight end Evan Ingram as well. They did lose DJ Chalk and linebacker Miles Jack, who I thought was pretty good. Mm -hmm. uh, they had a decent draft. They primarily went went defense, obviously drafting number one overall, Trayvon Walker. So we'll see how he does. He had a, he had a crazy uh, game for the Hall of Fame game. First play of the game was a uh was a penalty because he touched the quarterback but we're, we're gonna see a lot of them as for the win total like you said six and a half is i can't believe it's six and a half to be honest i'm gonna smash the under they 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 re have a really tough start to the year they have a lot of i know they have a tough uh, a lot of easy games but I, I just think it might be tough for them I, I i think i counted two to three wins at most so Maybe you could give them a game. Uh, I'm, I'm being serious. I, maybe you could give them a game or two. Like I said earlier in the pod, they did upset the Bills. So you always have that upset of the year that you're not really supposed to win. So even if you give them a game or two, I just don't think they have the roster just yet to win seven games. So it's a big leap, but I'm going to hammer the under. I got it at minus 135. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned a lot of uh, uh, moves that they did make. And I'm reading that the Jaguars spent over $270 million in free agency this season or this past offseason. The number two team spent only $189 million. So, um, yeah, I mean, this is, a, this is a young team, right, especially at the quarterback position. Uh, they get Travis Etienne back, who they lost last year because of an ACL injury. He's going to be back for this team. Um, and then I'm really excited to see what Trevor Lawrence can do with now an adult in the room. Uh, with Doug Peterson, you know, we saw that Doug Peterson won the title with Nick Foles uh, back in, I think it was like 2017 when Carson Wentz went down and they had to start Nick Foles. Um, 
you know, you mentioned they they added Christian Kirk to the wide receiving group. Uh, there's a lot of buzz coming out of their um, out of their camp about James Robinson looking really good. So I think that backfield is only yeah. going to help uh, Trevor Lawrence uh, this season. But if you kind of go back to the past couple years uh, where their win totals have been right around this number, last season it was forecasted again to be around that six and a half, seven number where they only ended up with three wins. There's a lot of distraction with this team, like we talked about with Urban Meyer, but uh, it's going to be intriguing to watch how what the progression is for this team, right? Do they go from three wins last year to five or six wins? And 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 you kind of look at their strength of schedule uh, going into this season. The um, Jacksonville Jaguars have the twelfth easiest schedule, like I said. But again, they are underdogs in fourteen of the seventeen games this coming season and they're only favored in two games which my guess would be probably at home against the texans and maybe texans again uh in houston i think that's those are crazy the, though i think that's the only two teams I, I only two games i can think of uh where they would be favored um yeah like i said this division does play the nfc or sorry the afc west um and they they're out of uh conference or out of the division games also include the jets the ravens and the lions and you know those are not maybe the jets i mean that'll be an interesting hey, game hey, but hey. <laughs> that'll be an interesting game um with the jets but i don't think that they're going to be able to go into baltimore or beat baltimore regardless of where this gate where this game is and also the lions you know there's a lot of excitement around this uh detroit lions team that's another road game for them as well so um moon off real quick yeah uh, week five they are at home against houston i guess that's the one the first game i guess they they could be a favorite yeah if they don't win that game because i think houston might be a better team i honestly would take davis mills before trevor lawrence right now wow if they, okay. if they don't if they don't take that game they might not win a game to the bye I'm looking at their schedule at Washington. Then they play yeah. the Colts. Then they're at the Chargers, at Philly, who's upgraded. Then they're home against Houston. And if they don't win that, then they go on the road to Indianapolis. Giants got better. Then they go to London versus uh, Denver, mm-hmm. Vegas, at Kansas City. Like, I, I just don't know where they could find or squeak out a win. These are all really good teams. That's a really tough stretch, like you said. I mean, going there, the three games before their bye week, uh, uh, Denver – that's in London. And yeah. then they have the Raiders at home where the Raiders, I mean, they're, they're kind of sneaky for a lot of teams in that AFC West. I mean, they got Devontae Adams uh, and that team is, you know, that they, they added a lot of key pieces, especially on the defensive side, but that's going to be a tough game. And then they have to go into Kansas city before their bye week. And then coming out of the bye week Oh, by the way, got you got to play the Baltimore Ravens. So again, it's, it's, it's really hard to see where this team is going to get those seven wins. Um, I mean, maybe Commanders. I, I, it's a possibility that they could go in there and, and and upset them in Week One. I mean, I don't have faith in Carson Wentz. No. Um, maybe there, and then maybe they split against the Texans. I, I, you're right, Dylan. I just don't see where the seven wins come from. I mean, maybe there's something going on down there in Jacksonville in the water, or what? I don't know what these bookmakers are thinking about that. Even last season, it was at six and a half. They ended up winning three games. I understand that this roster did get better slightly and you now have a better head coach but it's really hard for me to see where the wins are coming from i do agree with you i'm I'm gonna you know get the on the under six and a half for the uh, jacksonville jaguars did you have any season-long player props that you did want to give out for this jacksonville team yeah as for the player props uh i didn't see that christian kirk got hurt was it something serious i don't think it's anything serious i, I i'll try to dig into it more here as you give out your player prop but um i don't think it's anything serious yeah so i, I did like christian kirk's uh, over his receiving yards at 800 and a half at minus 112 both ways I, I love the over here. Just, I just think the number is extremely low. He was able to snag 982 yards last season. Granted, it was the first time going over this number, but it was also the first time he's been able to stay healthy and play a full season. So I think if he can stay healthy and play the majority of the season as the Jaguars' new number one, I think there's a good chance he goes over this number. And you got to think Trevor Lawrence is going to make that jump, you know? 
people were questioning it last year, and granted, he might not have the roster that he was accustomed to down in Clemson, but he got it. There's no more excuse. You're in the NFL right now. You got to make a jump. So I think over 800 and a half receiving yards is a good play. I also would lean over Trevor Lawrence's passing yards just because I think he improves a little under Doug Peterson. As much as, like I said, I love the Urban, he just wasn't the right guy for the job. Under Doug Peterson, he's going to have a lot of more opportunities to throw the ball. He's a very pass-heavy offense, and mm-hmm. he has more weapons now. So I, I think this offense is going to be a little more pass-heavy and then run the ball with James Robinson. And we got to see what Travis Etienne looks like. He was yeah. hurt most of the uh, year last year. So I, I like both overs. Yeah, I mean, Etienne missed the entire season last year. He got yeah. injured before the season even started, uh, and he's going to make his return along with James Robinson in that backfield. Uh, the Christian Kirk uh, injury was he's, he just rolled an ankle in the end zone, and it's not anything that's significant for the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars and Christian Kirk. So, uh, yeah, I mean, look, somebody's going to have to make these catches for the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars, and you pay this guy an incredible amount of money to come in to be your number one wide receiver, so you better earn that money and get over this receiving yard prop. Um, last season under uh, Urban Meyer, Trevor Lawrence played all 17 games, and he ended up with 3,641 uh, passing yards, 12 touchdowns, 17 interceptions. And again, the progression for Trevor Lawrence, having his first season in the, at the pro level, you, you now have Doug Peterson as your head coach. Um, I think that obviously he's only going to get better. I think that I want to see an, a, a, I want to see Trevor Lawrence's completion percentage be a lot better than it was last year because last year he completed a, just a hair under sixty percent of his passes. And the elite quarterbacks in this league, if you're going to be one, they're up there in that 66, 67, 68 passing uh, pass completion percentage. So that's something I want to see from Trevor Lawrence. Um, and I agree with that, Christian Kirk. Uh, he has to be a thousand yard receiver for this team. There's no question about it at 825 and a half. Uh, if he's able to stay healthy, he should get over this number for me uh, as well. So um, nothing else that really kind of stuck out for me. I did want to look at the running back uh, props, but again, it, we just don't know if it's going to be James Robinson and Travis Etienne splitting time or what that rotation is going to look like for both of those players. And currently I don't even see player props listed. I do see Travis Etienne's number is at 700, uh, uh, 705 and a half for his uh, rushing yards. But again, it'll be interesting to see what this team and offense looks like under uh, Doug Peterson. Anything else that you uh, wanted to point out for this Jacksonville Jaguars team? No, just not that high on them right now. (laughs) All right, let's get over to the last team in this division, which is going to be the Tennessee Titans. Last season, this team ended up as the number one overall seed in the uh, AFC with a 12-5 and five record, obviously winning the division uh, in the AFC South. The last season, 7-2 and two at home, 5-3 and three on the road, and they were 5-1 and one in the division along with an 8-4 record in the conference. This season, they come in with a win total of, uh, let me, get to that i believe i saw it at nine and a half right up there with the colts yeah nine and a half uh they've gone over this number in the past two seasons the big story last season was that you know derrick henry missed a good portion of the season um they are also uh traded aj brown on draft night to the philadelphia eagles they uh drafted Traylon burks they also have um that on their wide receiving group, at least Robert Woods, they signed Austin Hooper is going to be their new tight end as well. And obviously you still have King Henry and Ryan Tannehill behind that offensive line. But Dylan, uh, for this Titans team, for me, I feel like they are going to take a step back this season, looking at their strength of schedule for this year, the Tennessee Titans have, um, Let's see here. The Titans have, I believe, the 12th most difficult schedule. They're going to play that first uh, first place uh, schedule this season where they do have um, games against, let's see here. Uh, where did my sheet go? Um, they have games against the Buffalo Bills. They have games against the Cincinnati Bengals. And they have games against the, a game against the Green Bay Packers. So, that's a very, very tough schedule there, along with playing the AFC West. But what's your kind of outlook for the uh, Tennessee Titans coming into this year? 
Yeah, Outlook's going to see some regression as well, I think. Like you said, they ended up with the number one seed, and that's after trade or getting rid of their offensive coordinator, Matt LaFleur, a few years ago. Mm-hmm. He was offensive coordinator, but they didn't take a step back. They were still able to get the number one seed without him and, and Arthur Smith. So yeah. they still had the offense roll in. I just don't believe in Ryan Tannehill. They lost in the first round of the playoffs because of him. Mm-hmm. Opened the game with a pick, opened the second half with a pick. That ultimately led to them losing to the Bengals. Uh, like you mentioned, they did lose Julio Jones. Uh, they lost uh, Robert Woods. Oh, no, they signed Robert Woods, excuse me, from yeah. the Rams. Like you said, they also signed uh, Austin Hooper from the Browns. They also drafted this stud wide receiver from Arkansas, Tra- uh, Traylon Burks. I yeah. think he's a stud. And we were all talking about how Malik uh, Willis was probably going to go number one. He fell all the way to the fourth round. But yeah. he's been making some throws in camps, I saw. So may- maybe maybe he comes in if Tannehill struggles. So uh, that's my outlook. I do think there are some, some regression coming from uh, Tennessee. As for the division, I'll, I'll start with that. Um, plus 160. To get behind them, I, I don't know. As as much as I like the Titans and I'm a big variable guy, I'm just not taking them to win the division. I like the Colts, like I said. I think, and if you do like the Titans, I think you could get a much better number mid season. Yeah. When when the Colts are leading the division earlier mid season, you'll probably be able to get a better number on the Titans, probably north of two dollars if you really believe they could win. So yeah. I just think you could get a better number in season. So it's a stay away from the division. As for the win total, I was able to get a nine and a half. It was interesting because like I said, I do see the Titans regressing a little. This is the first time uh when I went through the schedule the first time I counted eight wins. But the more I looked into it, I think they could win nine games. But that's about it. They, Like you said, they have some really tough games. Monday night and second week, they, they're at Buffalo. Then they're home against Las Vegas. Then they're at Indianapolis. Then they play the Chiefs on the, uh, on the road. They play Denver, but it's home at Green Bay on a quick turnaround Thursday night. Then they're home against Cincinnati. At Philadelphia, which Philadelphia has improved a lot. Um, yeah. Then they're at the Chargers, who a lot of people are, is their dark horse to win the Super Bowl. So mm-hmm. I just think they have a really tough division. I don't know if they could get over, and I think that's why you see the the, uh, the odds for over nine and a half is at plus one fifteen. So I would lean under nine and a half at minus one thirty. Yeah, that that stretch from week nine to let's go all the way to week fifteen. Like you mentioned, they have. Games against the Chiefs, the Broncos, the Packers, the Bengals, the Eagles, and the Chargers. So that's going to be a very tough stretch for them. And they have a couple of of um, uh, prime time games in that stretch as well against the Chiefs and the Packers, like I mentioned. And I think they're going to be on upset alert in Week One. I mean, they are favored, I think, by six and a half points in Week One against the Giants. I think that's a team that can probably go in there and steal a victory. I I just don't think. Um, you know, the Titans are are going to be that great this year. I mean, last season, you know, the Titans were seven and two in one score games. They were four and one in games decided by a field goal or less. And they were plus 11 in turnover margin. Um, and that was in 2020. I'm sorry. So um, I, I, I think that the AFC, especially this year, is going to be a little crowded. And I don't think that they'll be the number one seed, yeah. let alone also win the division. Um so I think that there is some regression due for this team. And again, that stretch from nine to 15 is really going to determine if we see Malik Willis playing in those finals three games against the Texans, the Cowboys and the Jacksonville Jaguars, or if this team is going to be in contention, not only for the division. Um, but if you are a believer in this Titan team, I think that you'll probably want to take a look at maybe getting some division shares on the Tennessee Titans probably after week three because i think we'll have a good determination of how good or or bad this team is because their first three games are against the new york giants then they go to buffalo and then they have the raiders coming in and then they have that first matchup against the colts where again the odds are going to shift significantly because they are playing that head-to-head matchup there Uh, and they do also do have an early bye week to the uh, tennessee titans so we didn't talk a lot about derrick henry here uh, uh dylan He's coming back. I know he had an ankle injury last season, and he did come back for the playoffs. But what are you expecting from Derrick Henry coming into this year? 
I expect a big turnaround, and I'm going to go over his uh, rushing touchdowns at 12-and-a-half. I think it's important to know, like you said, he got hurt for most of the season and missed some time, but he almost he still almost got a 1,000 yards rushing this season. <laughs> so, And he was able to get 10 rushing touchdowns as well. That's why I think he'll easily go over 12-and-a-half. In just 10 games, he was able to get 10. If he's able to play three, four more games, I think he goes over this number. So on the goal line, I think Vrabel loves to throw the so Henry, he's a bull. I don't think you could tackle him one-on-one. I think if he's able to stay healthy this year, he's going to have a big year. So over 12 and a half rushing touchdowns. I like the over his uh, rushing yards as well at 1,350. I expect a big turnaround. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned it like before he got hurt last year where he only played in eight games. Um, I'm sorry, uh, for Derek Henry. Um I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, there you go. All right, found his rushing yard. He played in eight games last year, and he, again, he had 937 rushing yards, like you mentioned, almost close to a thousand. But he's been if, if he's playing at least 15 games, he's going to get over that rushing yard uh, number. And I don't know why. If you're on the goal line, you have a guy like Derek Henry. You need to hand the ball off to this guy because, it, like you mentioned, it's going to take two or three guys to bring this guy down. And, and I think that when you have a workhorse like Derek Henry. Uh, you have to utilize him at least when until you know he starts declining, because uh, we've seen that shelf life for you know running backs start to decline after that sixth or seventh season. And you know Derrick Henry is a different animal uh, when he's healthy, uh, but I do like this number of him going over twelve and a half. I really didn't like anything else. I know last season I took the under on Ryan Tannehill's uh, passing yards. Um, I do like the like we mentioned the addition of Traylon Burks. Uh, the guy that they drafted, Robert Woods, you know, he's going to be good for them as well. Um, obviously, no more A.J. Brown that they traded over to the Eagles, but um, I do like what they did to replace some of the guys uh, in that wide receiving group. Uh, do you have anything else for this Titans team uh, before we do get to best bets, uh, Dylan? Yeah, a little gamble here, but I'll take a stab at the over Tannehill's passing touchdowns at 22 and a half. Now, he's okay. only gone over this number four times in his career with this extra game but i think he'll have a better chance at going over i think julio jones injury last year prevented him with less of an opportunity to throw some touchdowns like you like i mentioned before they drafted the wide the stud from tcu who i think he's going to be a perfect fit and Tannehill has to be better this year he has to cut down on the turnovers and if he doesn't there's a young stud rookie who's right there willing to take his spot so i right. think he's under some pressure on the hot seat and I think if he's able to cut down these turnovers, I think he'll go over 22 and a half. Well, I expect a big turnaround from Tannehill as well. Yeah, and it just kind of tells you how down the books are on this division. Uh, currently on win bet division, uh, the division to win the uh, 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 the Super Bowl coming into this year, the AFC South is dead last at 16 to wow. one. So they're not very interested or don't believe that there's going to be a Super Bowl contender, at least from this division. Um, before we do get over to best bets, is there maybe any um, Super Bowl odds that you would get down on for this division? Maybe the Colts or a conference um, uh, champion, AFC champion uh, odds that you do like, or you think that it'll just be somebody else from another division for the AFC? Uh I think the AFC should be the odds-on favorite. It's stacked. you got the Bills, the Chiefs, honestly, anywhere in the AFC West with the Chargers. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know, Denver, even Baltimore. I expect a big turnaround from Baltimore yeah. as well. Even the Bengals. <laughs> the Bengals are right there. If anybody, I mean, plus 22 for the Colts, but I don't know. I wouldn't play anything right now because, like I said earlier, I think in midseason you could get better off. So yeah, I think the AFC is just too loaded for this division. Yeah, currently seeing the uh, Indianapolis Colts are twenty-five to one to wow. win the Super Bowl over on Win Bet. All right, before we get over to best bets, let me tell you guys about IP Vanish. IP Vanish. Did you know that browsing online using incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? That's right. Without added security. You might as well give away all your private data to hackers, advertisers, your ISP, and other prying eyes. That's why we at SGPN use IPVanish VPN to make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the internet. IPVanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting 100% of your data. 
This means that your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. It's that simple. You can use IPVanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing on speed, your computers, tablets, phones, even devices like your Fire Stick when you're streaming media. Whether I'm at home or in public, I don't go online anymore without using IPVanish. IPVanish is offering an incredible 70% off their yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. That's like getting nine months for free. IPVanish is super easy to use, and all you have to do is tap one button, and you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's on. Stop sharing with the world everything you stream, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Take your privacy back today with a brand-rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. So go to IPVanish.com SGP and use promotional code SGP and claim your 70% in savings. That's IPVanish.com slash SGP. All right, Dylan, let's uh, close out this first episode of the NFL Gambling Podcast strong let's go with some best bets for the afc south division i know you teased it up top when we were talking about the texans what do you got for some best bets for this division yeah so my best bet for the afc south i'm gonna go with a player prop and i'm gonna go with the uh, houston texans brandon cooks over his receiving yards at 950 and a half at minus 112 he's he went over this number last season like you said he's just a, a 1000 yard receiving machine He's gone over this number in six of his eight years in the league. He's been if he's able to play fifteen to seventeen games, he's going to get a thousand yards. He's too good. He's the uh, number one on the team, and I just think the way he separates himself off the line of scrimmage, he's great on the in the catch. He has great hands, and I think he runs tremendous routes, Brendan Cook. So. I think the separation, it's going to be hard to guard him. And I think I see an improvement with Davis Mills. He's going to get Brandon Cooks the ball. So over 950 receiving yards is my best bet. Yeah, I love that as well. Um, I will co-sign that with you with Brandon Cooks. I'm going to go ahead. I'm really high on this Colts team. And I think that, you know, for me, the upgrade at quarterback position, I think that they find a way to get 11 wins. I know they have the third easiest schedule. Uh, this defense is loaded. I mean, you take talk about the, the 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 levels of this defense at front seven, you know, with D. Forrest Bunkner. You have uh, Shaquille Leonard. You added uh, Yannick Ngakwe. Uh, we mentioned Stephon Gilmore on that uh, uh, at the cornerback position. Offensively, I think this is going to be a big year for Michael Pittman. We're excited to see what Paris Campbell can do now with a legitimate quarterback. Matt Ryan can stay healthy. Now he does have a good offensive line a top 10 rated offensive line with the Indianapolis Colts and now a legitimate uh, running back in the backfield as well. I think this team is primed to win this division and, and win games. And I think that they get over this number of, of 10. So uh, right now at minus one Oh five, I see on win bet, um, give me the over for the Colts uh, for this division. I, I think they take care of business in this division and they do have some, again, winnable games, not only within their division, but outside their division as well. So uh, Indianapolis Colts over 10, best bet for me um that's it dylan it's gonna be this is the first episode of uh a lot of division previews i know some of the other co-hosts are doing division previews as well so look out for that but anything else you wanted to mention for this afc south division or anything else overall before we get out here uh dylan now so tomorrow thursday august 11th we we start preseason games and i think it we 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 be doing it on service, not mentioning the the slugger not of the Ravens twenty and yes. 0 the last four seasons eighteen and two against the spread. Is it just an automatic bet for you, the it Ravens? Is. It is. Yeah, there's no yeah. question. Just, just, even, just even so. So my question to you. So it came out today that uh, Lamar is not going to be playing. J.K. Mark Andrews. You're still going to play him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you I might mean, as look- well. Yeah. Uh, a lot of the start like we know like especially in, in preseason like weeks one and mostly in week two i mean now you'll probably see the starters maybe for a quarter in week two because now it's only down to three preseason games but you're definitely not going to see them in week one but yeah. you never see these veteran guys playing in week one you know unless something they've been out for a couple years or, or something like that right so there's something about this Ravens team that John Harbaugh says, Hey, we're going to go out and win and we're going to go out and win these games in preseason. And like you just mentioned, the numbers 20 and Oh, straight up 18 and two against the spread. There's nothing to think about. I mean, yeah. as long as John Harbaugh is a head coach, 
they're going to find a way to win those games and they're going to play hard. And, you know, you just bet it. You check your account in the morning. You have a little bit of more money in your account. So that's just what it is with at least this preseason. There's, I, I think feel like sometimes people overthink it, but hey, yeah. just put some money on it. The numbers are backing it up. Cash your first bet of the preseason. I think there's enough of a sample size where you could go 100%. and back it. So I'm on yeah. the same side as you. I'm going to take the Ravens. Yeah. All right, so that's going to do it for these uh, NFL Gambling Podcast. We're going to be cranking out these division previews for you guys. If there is something that you do want to hear uh, other than what we just talked about, uh, tweet at us. Send me a tweet at SportsNerd824. You can tweet at Dylan at Rock with two Ks, R-O-C-K-K-24. Send us a tweet, and we'll uh, incorporate that into our division previews as well. Dylan, thank you so much, my man. Uh, We will be back in some form or fashion. Uh, Again, like I said, with the division previews, with the uh, co-host of the NFL Gambling Podcast. Make sure to subscribe on uh, Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Leave us a rating and review. Uh, I know we're so early on, but it'll help us out. Uh, We'll do some contests throughout the season for... um, for ratings and reviews something fun for our listeners but thank you guys so much for tuning in let's break these books off and let it ride